0: Because of a joke by Nathan French I said I'd sing my next episode And by now you're probably praying that I won't Well, I'm a man of my word But now that you've heard I'll bring it to an end Welcome back to what was I singing With Jake Walden Yeah! What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of What Was I Thinking with Jake Walden? And I do realize how ugh, it sounded when I said What's up, everybody? Uh, but I'm not going to go back and re-record it I'm going to leave it exactly how it is Thank you for pressing play and joining me for another episode. Um, Man, life has been good. Life has been exciting. God has been good. Yes, uh, as most of you, um, well, I don't know about most, but a lot of you uh, saw probably on social media, uh, I am engaged to be married to Destiny Taylor, better known as Duke Taylor to uh, most people who know her. Um, But we are extremely excited. I love her so much. Uh, If you listen to this too, I love you. And uh, we appreciate so much all the kind words, all the congratulations, and uh, are just thankful for all the wonderful friends and people that we have in our life. And uh, life's just been exciting. Like I said, God's been good. Uh, I don't want to spend just too much time on the the intro to the podcast today because we have a little bit um, longer of a... Uh, Instagram segment today, and uh, it was pretty fun because what I did was I uh, went live on Instagram, allowed uh, uh, I started accepting callers. People were joining me on live, and uh, we were discussing their unpopular opinions. And uh, I had the thought earlier: this, this is where what was I thinking comes in. I was thinking um, because I'm pretty sure I saw something on Facebook, and it, it made me think this, um, that everybody does have the right to their opinion. You do have the right to your opinion, but that doesn't make your opinion right. So, uh, yeah. Um, and so I was like, I'll do an unpopular opinion, uh, segment and that's what we did. So, uh, got some good stuff in there and I appreciate everybody that participated. Uh, so let's get right into it. All right, now say your name, where you're from, and tell me your unpopular opinion. All right, all right. My name
1: is Jake, Norton. Jake and
0: Orton. Jake Norton, Orton. I'm
1: Horton. from Dawson Springs, Kentucky, all and right. I like the Star Wars prequels.
0: You like the Star Wars prequels. Listen, man, I agree with you 100%. 100% those movies are... Yes. And people just don't appreciate them. If it's no. Star Wars, I have a soft spot for any of it. I know some of it oh, is yeah. a lot worse than... uh than, you know, uh, others, but you know, Star Wars to me is, is Star Wars and I love it. So absolutely. Absolutely. I agree with you a hundred percent. Episode three, man, that's just cinematic gold, cinematic gold. All right. Well, I got people in the queue, so I appreciate you uh, offering that very well-received unpopular opinion. Thanks man. Take care. All right. Thank you. all right chris this is one of my best buddies right here yeah, but uh just I'm go ahead chris. just go ahead and say your name where you're from and uh tell me your unpopular opinion
1: i'm uh chris for guy i'm athens georgia go to je- church with uh jake yep. uh well i guess just two off the top of my head uh, definitely playstation over xbox okay. which
0: that's not a popular opinion. all right thanks popular, for joining us chris i'll see you Uh, (laughs) and uh straws is the best way to drink (laughs) okay okay no i get i get that i I get the uh the straws thing i actually a lot of people say that drinking from a straw makes you look like a baby uh i like using a straw i I, I like i like using a straw so uh completely disagree with you on the first one but it's like i said everybody has the right to your opinion but that does make your opinion right. So, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, all right. And then there's treats, so. Okay. All right. I'll see you at prayer, Chris. You need I'm to come get you. in the altar. I'll see I'll you. I'll see you at prayer. I'll see you at prayer tonight. Love you, man. I love you. All right. How's it going, man?
1: How's it going? My name is Andrew, and I'm from Tucson, Arizona.
0: Tucson, Arizona. All right.
1: Yes, sir. Uh, my unpopular opinion is... Um, I know everyone's kind of going with 21s, but mine's a little bit more serious. I think a minister's license does not make you a minister, and uh, I think a young guys, a lot of young guys that I talk to, kind of feel that way. As soon as they get their license, they want to start ministering. I feel you ought to be ministering before, so you can get your minister's license. You know, like that. the license doesn't make you a minister. You know. Okay. I don't know. That's just what I. Believe. Yeah. No.
0: I. You know, ministry. Is a lot of people think ministry means standing behind a pulpit. Ministry means to serve. And so right. I absolutely agree that you should be ministering in any way that you can, yeah. serving in any way that you can. And uh, you know, I'm I'm licensed with the with the UPCI. And I, you know, I agree that you don't have to hold a license to preach the gospel, but um, i love i love being a part of this fellowship for the fellowship i love i love yeah. the uh, the things that we do and and uh you know that that doesn't mean i think the UPC, is upci or nothing but uh, i love being a part of our fellowship so and I, I love holding I, I agree yeah i got nothing against it but i just- some young guys nowadays or young people in general just strive just to get that license you know I was like right. you ought to be ministering before that you know that doesn't make you like a minister all of a sudden right. you know they're a minister
1: I'm like hold up are you ministering now you know
0: right yep no I, I agree 100 I think I think that's a good point uh, that's that's a little uh, a little mini sermon for the uh, the podcast episode but <laughs> that I agree 100 percent you should be serving and ministering in any way that you can. You know, uh, before you ever, you know, hold a license or even stand behind a pulpit, you should be serving any way that you can. So uh, I agree with that 100 percent. I don't um, that's not unpopular with me. I agree 100 percent. That's that's a good point. So I appreciate you, man. man. Hey, you too. Thank you. There he is. What's up, bro? What's up, Dylan? All right. Well, I'm saying your name. You're supposed to say your name. Oh, sorry.
1: Oh. Uh, my name is Dylan Robinson. I'm from uh, Atlanta, Georgia, and uh, my unpopular opinion. All right, bear with me, man. I'm sorry, Lord, forgive me. Oh, but no. uh, Zaxby's, Zaxby's is better than Chick Fil A.
0: That is my unpopular
1: opinion. <sighs> I know, I know, I know. Lord, Dylan, please, I know, I know, I know. I'm not, I'm not, I'm gonna get destroyed at camp, man. I'm telling you, people are gonna listen to this, and I'm gonna get absolutely destroyed.
0: Because of how much I love you, man, this really breaks my heart. This really hurts me. I know. It's me. just
1: like the, the the variety of Zaxby's, man. It's just like they got I, – I just – Chick-fil-A's chicken sandwich is way better, but, I mean, <sighs> Zaxby's got, it's got more stuff. I mean, I'm just –
0: you're getting destroyed in the comments right now. I know, I know, I know.
1: Nobody's, everybody's gonna hate me after this. But you know,
0: I don't hate you, man. I'm just, I'm just really, my, really it's heartbroken.
1: My, it's my unpopular opinion. I mean, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I know.
0: I guess we had to man, have man. one that was, uh, yeah, that was going to be extremely man, controversial. Annabeth,
1: no, man, man, I'm getting absolutely destroyed in the comments. You know, <laughs> it's okay. It's okay.
0: Aaron said, "Your hat gives you redemption." Thank you. Hat. I appreciate it. That is a cool hat. I like it.
1: Well, I just want to share that very, very obviously unpopular
0: opinion. Oh man, uh, we we've got prayer at, here at the church in just a few minutes, and I'm going to be interceding for you.
1: Oh, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Maybe you can convert me back. The Lord, uh, the
0: Lord can get through even the hardest hearts.
1: That is true. I've
0: seen him do it. <laughs>
1: that is very. That's very true.
0: All right. I love you, man.
1: Love you, man. You've been doing awesome, bro, preaching. I watched that last reel,
0: man. It was powerful. Man. It was awesome. I'm doing my best. God is good, man. Hey, you've been doing awesome yeah. just being a world famous drummer, so uh, absolutely not. Don't do that to me. <laughs> don't no. be don't be that guy. That's like, yeah, no, I don't play good. I mean no. <laughs> I'm proud of you, man.
1: I appreciate it. We'll have to we'll have to jam
0: out someday. Yes, sir. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Yes, sir. Right. Love you. Love you, man. Bye. All right, just for the podcast, tell us your name and where you're from, man. All right, my name is Danny
2: Roland. I am from well, I guess originally I'm from Savannah, but now I'm in Statesboro, Georgia, and yep. I've been here for the last seven months. So,
0: cool. I'm glad to see you, man.
2: Yeah, man, it's good to see you. How you been,
0: right, man? Working church. Work so,
2: work. um, oh, bro, that's the,
0: that's the life, isn't it? Yes, sir. Uh, so, just a comment on the last guy. Um, I didn't. I was having connectivity issues, so I couldn't really catch him. I
2: was in Starbucks and trying to connect to the Wi-Fi versus the five yeah. the G, it was just a, it was a mess. I had to ride over to Cracker Barrel.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you can always <laughs> depend on Cracker Barrel. <laughs> breath, um, but bro, always. But
2: my unpopular opinion is more carnal. It's not. It's not
0: That's a fine. So I'll get to might, the spiritual stuff later in the episode, so it's
2: fine. Right? So, so my unpopular opinion, I guess it's more of what really just grinds my gears. But anytime you ask a married couple, um, I think you just got engaged too. Congratulations on your engagement. So this will apply when you get married. Thank you. But I have never, ever heard a married couple say, I have been married for five years. Or I have been married for 10 years. It's... Uh, we're going on six years. Uh, we're going on seven years. So <laughs> what you saying is you've only been married for five years. You know? I uh, hear you. No one agrees with me on that one, but man, it's, it's unpopular. But if it's not the truth, they yeah. just never say what it is. Yeah,
0: just say the exact amount of years. I agree.
2: Just the exact amount of years. You're, you're not going to get, you're not going to be sleeping in the doghouse for that because it's truth.
0: Yeah. It's Yeah. It's, so the the way i kind of thought you were going with that is there there's one for me it's when uh it's when people don't say the age of their child they're like yeah he's 746 months old (laughs) that one i'm just like just just say he's you know just say his age i just recently heard someone say
2: their child was 48 months (laughs) isn't that four years old
0: oh man
2: can't we stop doing months after a year
0: it's it's a thing. I don't I don't know why it's a thing, but it's a thing.
2: That's crazy, man. But oh, uh, yeah, bro, oh. that's all, That was my unpopular opinion. I I'm, I'm sure I've got several more, but I can't think of
0: anything right now. That's fine. I appreciate you, man. Yes, sir, bro. Love you. Take care. Love you, man. Hey. Can you tell us your name, sir, <laughs> and where you're uh, from? <laughs> I ain't supposed to speak to strangers. Okay. This is, um, this is my best buddy, Aaron Vaughn, on with us right now. How y'all doing? Sounds like Jamie's in there, I'm too. i to get
1: some of that clickety-clack-cluck. <laughs>
0: That's what I want. <laughs> and canes. Man, bring me some canes.
2: Yeah. What you want?
0: <laughs> I'm just playing. I don't want anything right now. Uh, do you have an unpopular opinion to offer me for the podcast? My unpopular opinion when
1: people say that Jake Walden isn't the most handsome
0: man to walk the face of the planet. That's man. I keep that one to myself, but I agree a hundred percent, except for the I'm fact that Aaron Vaughn, Aaron Vaughn is in fact the most handsome man to ever walk the face of the planet.
2: I agree with that one. That's my popular opinion.
0: All right. <laughs> no one asked Jamie. All right. Oh. <laughs> uh, can i, I can see I y'all at prayer. He's Starbucks ordering is. chicken, everybody. The, um, the, the what's everybody. nasty?
1: Starbucks. Uh, sweet
2: tea, with both
0: uh, Mine up, would be that Starbucks uh, is overrated, I'm but anyway. All right, love hey. y'all.
2: Love y'all. All here.
0: right. Hey. What's up? What's going on? Could you state oh, your name and where market you're market from, sir? Wait, what? You're in the church parking lot right now? Yeah,
1: you're literally like, well, that's my window.
0: You could have just walked into the office for this. Don't tell me. I'll do it right now. All right. Anyway, this is Landon Kirk, everyone, my future brother-in-law. What what opinion do you have for me?
1: My opinion, my unpopular opinion is Rocky IV is the most underrated Christmas movie
0: of all time. (laughs) That's a good point. I think, I think you're right. People say it's die hard, but okay. I, I think I'd have to agree with you with that.
1: It's not die hard. And here's why I can tell you. So, Rocky Balboa, this no name boxer originally from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, comes up through the ranks. You know, he beats Apollo Creed, the best in the world. Apollo dies. He fights Mr. T, whatever. The Cold War comes around in the 80s. All right. Mm-hmm. And Rocky
0: Balboa goes to russia to moscow okay in the height of the cold war Mm -hmm. he's got an entire country against him everybody hates him
1: and through like 15 rounds he's fighting the baddest man on the planet the guy who like kills people in the ring literally killed his best friend apollo creed right right and after 15 rounds of pure battle not only had rocky balboa beat the greatest boxer in the world. But he literally united two countries that were on the verge of the worst war in the history of man. And they all loved him for it. And then he gives his famous, if I can change, you can change that whole thing. And and, like Gorbachev himself stands up and starts awkwardly clapping. And it was on Christmas. So therefore,
0: it's a Christmas movie and rocky balboa single-handedly with a
1: punch secured world peace so i can't argue with that
0: i can't argue with that that's that's a those are some excellent points and i look at that movie in a whole new light now you're welcome thank you for that i'll see you in a (laughs) few minutes all right see you buddy one more time thank you to everybody who participated in the instagram uh, question discussion segment of the podcast today Uh, we're going to get right into the meat the main portion the uh, spiritual stuff uh, today and uh, we're going to talk about the love of god and how much he loves us and how far his love reaches and uh, i'm excited for it so stick around Mm In Romans 5, verses 18 through 21, it says, Therefore, as by the offense of one, judgment came upon all men to condemnation. Even so, by the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. Moreover, the law entered that offense might abound, but where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. That is, sin hath reigned unto death, even so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. Beautiful. My goal with this lesson, this this podcast today, I want to give someone hope. And I believe that if we can grasp what we're talking about today, that it it can really change a life. Now I wholeheartedly believe that very often, if not more than anything else, that things like guilt and shame and self condemnation can destroy a life, can destroy a walk with God. And now I know that you know some of these things, something like guilt you might need a healthy dose of sometimes I feel like that there are some things that if you did and you didn't feel some initial guilt about it, that there would be something wrong, but we can allow these things to become such a weight. Things like guilt and shame and condemnation because of the past, because of mistakes, they can become such a weight that they can destroy a walk with God and I'm not talking about conviction. You've heard me say this before, probably in more than one episode. But I'm not talking about conviction. We need the conviction of the Holy Ghost, like like in Acts, uh, where it said their hearts were pricked. We we need that condemnation. Or I'm, I'm sorry, uh, conviction of the Holy Ghost to prick our hearts sometimes and lead us to repentance. What I'm talking about is the weight of of, of guilt and shame, condemnation. These things, I've seen it cause people to stop and to give up, to lay down the call of God uh, on their life. I, I, I've seen these things, it cause people to live with an ungodly fear, with anxiety. These things can cause people to lose hope, to slip into depression, to become uninvolved in, in their church, in the kingdom of God, in the things of God, and, and cause people to always have doubt in their mind. Even when it seems like you know there's the slightest hope of things looking up again, these things can be such a weight, uh, you know. That as soon as it looks like uh, you know maybe I'm okay, it's going to be okay, I can be okay. That weight of of shame and condemnation it, it, it quickly brings doubt, and it robs people of that hope. And I hate seeing these things because I, I, I've seen I've seen these things cause people to backslide. I've I've seen these things destroy. Uh, walk with God. I've seen these things cause people to lay down the life uh, that they once lived for God. I've seen it drag people so far into depression that it changes them because it it causes people to live with a fear and a paranoia that God is constantly angry with them, that God has snatched away the things that he once had for them and that God is punishing them, that they're, they're no longer qualified or no longer worthy to do anything at all for God. And I've fought these things before. I've faced these things in a major way in my life before, and I know what it's like. I know the weight of it, and I know the frustration of it. And I know that there are people listening to this podcast today that are fighting these things. I know that there are people who have been tangled up in in sin. Uh, I know there are people that have you feel like oh, i've I've lost things that I can't get back some of you've become entangled with different kinds of addictions some of you found yourself wrapped up in things of this world doing things you never thought you'd do you know and maybe maybe you feel the 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 guilt of just negligence maybe it's not so much that you're just doing a whole bunch of things that you shouldn't do but that you're not doing anything you should do. No matter where it's coming from, no matter what place in your life it's coming from, these things can be a weight. And we can never advance. We can uh, No matter how much we want to, we can't advance the kingdom of God. We can't advance in our walk with God. We can't go any further, really, and make any kind of meaningful progress when we're living under the weight of guilt and shame and condemnation. And that's what the enemy wants. The enemy wants to see you strangled to death by your own guilt and shame. But in this podcast today, and I'm trying not to get just too preachy, but I want to speak against those things. I want to speak against the lies of the enemy, maybe the lies you've been telling yourself. I know that, that heavy feeling. I know that feeling of there's no hope and it's, it's because of the things that I've done or you know, it's just that weight of that guilt and shame. But I want to call out the lies of the enemy for what they are and give somebody a wake-up call from the Holy Ghost today and tell you simply but powerfully that the Lord does love you. God does love you. His mercy is new every morning. His mercy endureth forever. His compassions fail not. Great is His loving kindness toward you. The Bible says that the Lord delights in mercy that He will subdue our iniquities, that He will cast our sins into the depths of the sea, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. I want to tell you that His love overrides the, the effects of your mistakes. His love overrides your sin. It overrides the destruction of your rebellion. You don't have to lay down and die in the ruins that sin has left your life in. I want to tell you that the call of God is still on your life, that the anointing of the Holy Ghost is still on your life. And I know that we can't comprehend that kind of mercy and that kind of love, but the Bible calls God the Father of mercies. That means that no one understands mercy like He does. No one can know uh, the reach of mercy like Jesus does. No one ever had mercy before Jesus had mercy. Mercy is not a concept that man created. It's it's who Jesus is. You need to remember the power of the cross in your life again. You need to remember what happened to you when you were baptized in the name of Jesus. You need to remember what the blood does when it's applied to your life again. Go back to the basics and remember the power of his sacrifice. You've got so much guilt and shame and regret that you've accumulated uh, and it is so much baggage and you've fallen so many times and you might think that his sacrifice is just limited to people that are far less messed up than you and when when people get in that mindset and I've had to I've had to tell myself I've had to kick myself before and and tell myself this that you know when I feel like that his sacrifice is just limited to people who are far less messed up than me am I saying do I believe that he didn't shed? quite enough blood to cover my sin? Am am I believing that he didn't suffer quite enough to save my life? I'm telling you, I don't care how messed up it is. I don't care how much it is. The Bible says that love covers a multitude of sins. Jesus said that greater love hath no man than a man lay down his life for his friends. Just a short time later, he was hanging on a cross, dying for your sins because he loves you. He loved you before you were born. He loved you then. He loves you now. No one has ever loved you more purely, more deeply, more relentlessly than Jesus loves you. If you've been wondering, if you've been doubting, if you've been laying awake at night wondering about this, I'm telling you, this is your confirmation. I'm telling you, the Lord sees you. The Lord cares about you. The Lord loves you, and the Lord has not forsaken you. And His love doesn't even make sense to us because it's a love not made by man. It it is a love not of this world. And I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, no height, nor depth, any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God. He has loved you with a great love. The Bible says, that He told us one time, I've loved you with an everlasting love. He loves you in your worst mistake. He loves you in your addiction. He loves you when you reject Him. He loves you in your foolishness. He loves you when you when you quench the Spirit so that you can do something that you know you shouldn't do. He loves you when you reject Him. He loves you in your darkest place. He loves you right now. And I want to tell you, like we read Where sin does abound, grace does much more abound. As bad as it is, the Lord is that much better. As bad as your sin is, as much as it is, grace goes that much further. His love goes that much further. I'm trying to let somebody know today that the Lord can resurrect you from a grave of of shame and guilt and condemnation that you dug yourself. He didn't put you in that grave. We, we take that shovel out and we we dig that hole. We lay down in that grave, but the Lord is trying to pull somebody out of it today. You don't have to lay in that grave of shame and guilt and condemnation. You can be free to, to be forgiven, to do what God has called you to be. You've been stuck in that place for too long and it's time to come out. There's nothing that Jesus cannot deliver you from. There is no sin that he can't forgive. There's no amount of sin that he didn't cover. Jesus paid it all. He hung on that cross and he said, it is finished. He covered it all. And I, I believe I've made this point right here in another podcast episode, but I, I want to bring it back out. I heard Brother, Weidman, uh, Brother Myron Weidman, he, he brought this out so beautifully. One time I heard him preaching this at camp meeting. Uh, But some of you today, you, you feel so trapped and hopeless because some of you have gone further than just sin in your life and stepped into transgression. Sin, you know, we fall on our face. We fall short. We make a mistake. We mess up. In transgression, we get into a place where we're willfully making decisions to go against the Word of God, to do things that are not right. And from transgression, we can go even further, and we may be dealing with iniquity in our life. And we often equate those things as the exact same thing, just different words, fancier words for sin, but those things have different levels, different meanings. I want to tell you that Jesus didn't just die for your sin, but Isaiah 53 says he was wounded for our transgressions. He was wounded for the things that I willfully did wrong. For when I made the choice to rebel, he was wounded for those things. Then he goes even further and says, he was bruised for our iniquities. And this is the point that I love right here because if you realize what a bruise is, it's a bruise is not a cut. A bruise is not an open wound, but it's ruptured blood vessels under the surface of the skin. And we always talk about the blood that flowed from Jesus' body, but did you know that blood flowed under the surface for things beneath the surface? The Lord bled underneath the skin, underneath what could be seen. He bled for things in your life that are underneath the surface, for things that are deeply rooted in you, for things I'm talking about, I'm talking about generational curses, I'm talking about addiction, I'm talking about deep-rooted sin and iniquity the Lord was bruised for the things underneath the surface that you think is so deep that it can't be dealt with. The Lord paid it all. I'm trying to tell you that you don't have a reason to live in chains of guilt and shame and condemnation. That's not who you are. That's not who you are. And I'll I'll show you that even the prodigal son realized, you know, and he, he was caught up, and, and all these things, and, and he when he found himself in that pig pen, it says that when he came to himself, when he realized who he was, he realized, I need to be back with the Father. When he came to himself, when he came to who he really was, he realized, I need to go to my Father's house. And just like that son, the Father will greet you with open arms, He'll throw a party. He'll rejoice. He's not going to condemn you. Jesus taught a parable one time. What man of you having a hundred sheep, if he lose one of them, does not leave the ninety and nine in the wilderness and go after that which is lost until he find it? And when he hath found it, he layeth it on his shoulders rejoicing. When he cometh home, he calleth together his friends, neighbors, saying unto them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. The Lord will rejoice. He'll rejoice over you. You don't have to worry about condemnation from Him and you shouldn't condemn yourself. There is now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. That's Scripture. I want to make one more point here about this guilt and shame and condemnation, we often find ourselves on the stand. We often find ourselves in in, in a courtroom that, that we put ourselves in and we're waiting, we're awaiting a verdict. And, 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 you know, maybe we feel like we've been asked the question, how do you plead? And we feel like, well, all I can say is guilty because I'm guilty. Maybe you've accepted, I'm guilty. I want to tell you that you don't have to plead guilty in that courtroom. You can plead the blood of Jesus. Instead of saying, I plead guilty, say, I plead the blood of Jesus that was shed for me, that was applied to my life in baptism in Jesus' name. I plead the blood of Jesus that covers a multitude of sin that goes further than any amount of sin or any amount of mess and junk in my life. I plead the blood of Jesus that was shed for me. Where sin did abound, grace did much more abound. His grace is greater. His love is greater. His goodness is greater. The Bible says that it's the goodness of God that leads us to repentance. And so for somebody today, it might be time to repent. might be time to lay down some things. But when you lay down those things, lay down the guilt and the shame and the condemnation with it. Leave those things on the altar too. And walk in freedom and liberty and victory. I hope that this has encouraged you, and like I said earlier, if you've laid awake, if you've been restless because you don't know where you stand with the Lord, I want you to know that even if you've got some things to change and work on, you need to know today, and I hope this confirms to you that the Lord loves you, that He sees you, that He cares about you. And that he can do anything in your life. He can restore and forgive and heal. And he can do anything. He's paying attention to you and he loves you very much. And I want you to know that. Pray that you have a fantastic rest of the week. Everybody uh, stay safe. Wear your seat belts. Uh, don't eat pineapple and pizza. Uh, and leave a five-star review on this podcast. I appreciate it. And uh, I'll see you on the next episode. Take it easy, everybody.